All right, friends, we have a unique episode for you today. What is that, Selena? It is not a episode. Oh. oh it is what? a, is that right? It's not an, ep- an episode. We are going to be sharing, yes, what is it? It's a, it's a we're session. Gonna, <laughs> we're going to be sharing a session from our communication masterclass yes. that we are going to be releasing yes. very shortly. Because when we first wrote and began to sell our communication books, we realized, you know, these books speak directly to the heart of communication between a husband and a wife. And those books, by the way, are called How a Husband Speaks, mm-hmm. How a Wife Speaks. You can pick those up by going to fiercemarriage.com slash speaks. But we realized that those books do a good job, I think, as the authors, <laughs> uh, getting at the heart of why and how husbands and wives communicate to each other in marriage. But there are some practicalities of communication that I think are also very valuable. Now, given the breadth of books that have been written on that topic, we decided to forego those for the books uh, in, in in light, in favor of. Yeah. Well, and I, th- I think sharing those types of things are just so much better over a video like yeah. medium. And so we just got done recording a six session communication masterclass yeah. where we cover what does the Bible say about communication? What are the practicalities around conflict around communication styles. Yeah. What, yep. And and actually today the session we're going to share with you is, is titled signals versus noise. In other words, getting through <laughs> to the, the purpose of communication. Right. In other words, what are the rights and responsibilities of someone who is sending a signal, the communicator? Mm-hmm. What are the rights and responsibilities of someone who's receiving those signals as the listener, or the receive, yeah, the right. receiver. Of and how do we, how do we sift through what is noise and what is actually like you're saying the actual signal? Because I think mm. a lot of times our conflict originates around our inability to sort through the noise or mm. we pick up something that we weren't, you weren't putting down, right? Like <laughs> right, you're, just, you're picking up yeah, the noise as opposed to the signal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. So, Anyway, we're going to share this whole session with you. We pray that it blesses you. And if you haven't yet, check out fiercemarriage.com slash speaks because the entire masterclass uh, was, is available with those, mm-hmm. with those books. So we pray that it blesses you and we'll see you on the other side. Every communication exchange has transmitters and receivers. Mm. And there are responsibilities and there are rights that come along with being a transmitter. <laughs> And there are responsibilities and rights that come along with being a receiver. Now, how you deal with those responsibilities and rights will determine the success or the failure or the development of the communication culture mm-hmm. in your home. Now, what do we mean by this? For faithful, right? When I say high, faithful, I mean like fidelity. Yeah. For communication that actually communicates something, we each need to wield our rights and responsibilities carefully. For example, I remember one time being on a subway in New York City. And as you're going about your journey, people come and go off the train and you kind of make assumptions about people based on how they're dressed, based on where they're getting on, where they're getting off. So for example, if you're, you know, riding the subway through New York, you're going by Madison Avenue, you notice a a young professional gets on the subway and this young guy is wearing, you know, he has nice glasses. He looks smart. He's got, you know, a suit and tie that's hip, hip and with it. (laughs) He's got a briefcase or he's got some sort of uh, you know, clearly he's he's got the latest iPhone, iPod, whatever. You're going to make some assumptions. Okay. He's obviously some sort of creative professional or he works in advertising or or whatnot because Madison Avenue happens to be where most of the advertising agencies are. You're going to make all these assumptions based on the signal that you receive. Well, it's not really signal, it's noise because you're receiving what's what I'm calling here non-revelatory communication. In other words, he's not revealing it to you. You are observing it about him. Mm. Now, so long as I'm only observing things externally, I'm assuming it's not until he reveals himself to me by communicating 
that I actually learn anything definitive, but actually learn something about him that's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. In marriage, many times we do this, mm-hmm. that we, we think we can read each other because we know each other so well. Well, <laughs> in some ways you can read each other, but until we reveal ourselves, mm-hmm. we're basing it on non-revelatory communication. We have to learn how to sift through and identify the signal versus the noise. Mm-hmm. And as husbands... You may be sending signals and noise that you're not aware of, and your wife could be receiving or rejecting or interpreting or misinterpreting <clears throat> those signals and noise uh, with faithfulness. That's why we need but, to understand yeah. our rights and our responsibilities as signal senders and signal receivers, as right. noise senders, as noise receivers. Noise involves everything that we can perceive without words. Mm. Whereas signal is that which is sent in order to make the subject known to the receiver. And it's interesting because I think the noise is where we tend to get lost in our communication with one another. Right. We we tend to miss each other because again, you may not be putting down something, but I'm picking up something, right? Like, right. Or maybe you are and I'm not picking it up. So or I'm saying something and all you're hearing is the tone yeah. and not the signal that I'm trying to send, mm-hmm. which is the intent of the words I'm actually articulating. Right there's a thousand things that can go wrong in this process. So there's a lot of noise. So we need to understand to be faithful senders of a signal mm. and know what noise is contributing to the signal we're trying to send mm-hmm. so you can get through it. And then we also need to be faithful receivers of the signal mm. to understand and listen charitably, yeah, knowing that there's a lot of noise at play and be wise and discerning and sifting through that noise to get to the signal. So that helps us understand kind of the playing field Mm -hmm. and what we're dealing with, but we need to get into the characteristics of godly communication. But before we do that, we must establish our why. In other words, why do we communicate? Why has God communicated to us? And I think by looking at why God has communicated with us, Mm -hmm. we can begin to understand how we can then and why we communicate to each other. So why did God communicate with us? God didn't have to reveal himself in the way that he did through his words, through, you know, the Bible. Right. He didn't have to. He didn't have to reveal himself at all. Right. He could have stayed God and just left creation to to be what creation would would, become. Which many people believe that he did I in think, some ways, not Christians, but yeah, well, I think if it weren't for the sustaining the views, yeah. intervening grace of God, this planet would no longer Absolutely. exist. Absolutely. He's held, but, he holds everything together by his word. So in some sense, there's no being without God's involvement yeah. because he holds it all together. But in terms of revealing himself, God didn't have to reveal himself the way he did. Yeah. Yet he did. Mm-hmm. Why did he do that? Okay, so imagine that. God didn't have to reveal himself. He did choose to reveal himself. And why way, on then? earth would the God of all creation reveal himself the way he did with words, through through scripture, through his incarnate son, right. through his his fingerprints all over creation? He has revealed himself to us. Now the question is why? So that we might know him. To be known. To be known. Friends, we know God because he has made himself known. Mm-hmm. We don't work from down here and rationalize ourselves up into an understanding of God. Our knowledge of God is all f- from, him. from him. It's all coming down to us as revealed mm-hmm. to him. So God has revealed himself to us. He's chosen the means by which he revealed himself through his revealed word, through his Christophanies throughout right. scripture, through all the means by which he's revealed himself. He's chosen to do that. Now, why? Selena said it to be known. Yeah. He wanted us to know mm-hmm. him. He wanted us to know him. The second reason God revealed himself to us. Well, remember back in Genesis three <laughs> when the fall kind of shattered everything. 
completely God, shattered everything. God revealed himself to us so that we might be reconciled with mm. him. So we wouldn't know how to be saved if God didn't show us how to be saved. So in a way... We wouldn't be saved if God did yes, not save us. We would have no chance of being saved. Right. If God hadn't shown us his decree, if he hadn't shown us what is right, what is good, what is true, versus what is evil and what is wicked. Yeah. So in a way, communication is intrinsic to God's character because he is the revealed God. He's not just, a, he is a God who's been revealed. Mm -hmm. Like that is part of who he is. Mm -hmm. He's revealed himself to us. He's not a hidden God. He's a known God. And his revelation is nothing without his effective communication. Yeah. So in those ways, godly communication, we call it godly because it's reflective of God's yes. character. Yeah. God is effective in communicating what he wants to convey. Yes. He doesn't try and fail. He communicates clearly. <laughs> And so in this way, we seek to imitate God in our yeah. communication, particularly in marriage, mm. because where God revealed himself to be known, communication is the means by which souls know souls. Mm. I cannot know you until you tell me who you are. Right. I can know things about you. I can assume things about you, but I don't actually know you until we begin communicating. And like we said from the beginning, Christian communication, godly communication, which I would also say Christian communication, there's distinguishers. There's mm. things that differentiate us from unbelievers. And those are things that we should begin practicing first and foremost in our marriage, not with outsiders. I believe, I think this needs to start right with us mm. because this is our, we are responsible to God first and foremost for this relationship. And so as we seek to imitate God in our communication, as we seek to understand who he is first and then who we are, and then who we are, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I look to God of who he is, and then that shows me rightly who I am. Then I can rightly mm. see who we are. It creates in me, I think, a desire to want to communicate more like God. I don't want to treat mm. you badly. I don't think wives want to treat their husbands terrible. They don't want to be disrespectful. Maybe they feel like they want to when the husband acts in a disrespectful way, but still, right? We are called as Christians mm to communicate in a way that reflects God's character, reflects his glory. And so what are our reasons? What are our reasons? Why are, why are we wanting, why should I want to do this? Why should yeah. I? We need to be skilled at sending signals, sifting through the noise and receiving signals, sifting through the noise. Right. And how do we get, how do we build skill? Well, we build skill by looking at God's word, which we'll do next. But and the practice. reasons for doing that well at their root are one, to reflect God's character. God is more glorified by a marriage that effectively communicates than he is by a marriage that is terrible at communication. Right. And bringing God glory, friends, should mm -hmm. be one of our biggest desires as yeah. Christians. So, so we want to reflect God's character. Mm -hmm. We want to bring him glory through how we communicate. Secondly, we want to be known and we want to know more effectively mm -hmm. in marriage. Yeah. I want to be known by my wife. Now, there are some who, and there was a time in our marriage where I didn't want to be known because I was ashamed or I was afraid yeah, to be sin known. would cause us to not want to be known, right. to hide. But God calls us out of that, mm -hmm. calls us out of the darkness, into the light, out from behind the tree, mm -hmm. out into his presence to deal with, yeah. to be known so that we might be made more righteous. Yes. And so we, we communicate effectively to be known and to know more in marriage. And then finally, we, we want to communicate effectively simply for this reason, to walk in obedience. Yes. We want to walk according to what God's word has said. A, because that's what obedience is. Mm -hmm. And B, surprise, it's how we flourish. <laughs> it's how we flourish. So the big question is this. As we learn the reasons for learning to sift through signal and noise, yeah. 
What has God said about communication? What has he actually said about it? We'll cover that in the next session. Well, we hope that session got you a little bit more excited about what's to come in the masterclass. Uh, signals versus noise. Hopefully it's uh, bringing some understanding to the purpose behind communication, uh, why it's important, why it's good and right to take the time to understand it mm. and to go through you know, how the Bible talks about how we should sift through these things. So we hope it blesses you. And if you haven't yet, check out fiercemarriage.com slash speak to pick up those communication books. We pray that those also bless you in addition mm-hmm. to what you just received through this session example. Yeah. Anyway, if you want more, go go get the rest yeah, of that class. Check those out. So with that said, this episode of Fierce Marriages, in the can. we'll see you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.